poker's legendary champions, next generation stars, and tireless ambassadors of the game, sharing their wisdom and guiding your journey to high achievement on the green felt. This is Tactical Tuesday on Chasing Poker Greatness with your hosts, Brad Wilson and John Chai. Welcome, my friend, to another episode of the Chasing Poker Greatness podcast. As always, this is your host, the founder of ChasingPokerGreatness.com, Coach Brad Wilson. Today is a tactical day, and I am once again joined by my co-host, John Chai. John, what's up, sir? How's it going, Brad? How are you? Doing quite well, doing quite well. Looking forward to today's episode. You promised that you would see me next week, and here we are. It is Next week is this week. So what do you got cooked up for us? Uh, today's episode is going to be about whether it is worth it or not to go for some thin value on the river. So that's going to be the main question, um, in both of these hands is, is whether or not my hand is good enough to bet the river. Is it worth it? Um, you know, when you're betting a hand for a marginal hand on the river, there are lots of potentially bad things that can happen. You can get raised and be forced to fold. You can only get called by better hands and, and not know it. Um, so that's going to be what I'm asking you uh, today. All right. Let's dive into the first hand then. So you've got the king jack of diamonds mm-hmm. in the big blind. Looks like the villain in the hijack limps the small blind ISOs to 40. You decide to call with King Jack of Diamonds and the limper calls. Um, looks like both the limper and the small blind have, you know, are shortish stacks. Any any read on the small blind? I think we yeah, can go think- ahead and say the the under the gun limper is most likely a wreck. A fish. <laughs> yeah, a wreck, I said. Oh, a wreck. Fish, fish, oh, sorry, wreck. sorry. I thought you yeah. said reg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you said reg. Sorry, misheard you. Yeah, definitely undergun player is definitely a reg. Uh the small blind is uh <laughs> wait, wait wait you said under the gun player is all right definitely we're gonna say fish we're gonna say okay, fish yeah, we're yeah, gonna yeah, say yeah. fish under the gun player is definitely a fish if you think about it like wreck and reg you know wreck is like 98 percent of reg just mm, missing <laughs> missing the little final thing um all right so th- and i i think that i think the small blind is a reg who just didn't have a chance to reload or or something before the last hand um, okay yeah all right so small blind reg uh, hijack fish. Correct. Flop is king ten eight. Do you want to uh, talk about preflop at all? Just really quick, quickly. I mean, I think just there is a small decision here about whether to flat king jack or 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 three bet. Sure. Facing a small blind open king jack would be a uh you know a completely standard three bet. Um, but we have the fish behind us to consider. Um, do you have a preference here as to whether to flat or or put in more money with the king jack of diamonds? Yeah, I, I like flatting. Um. That was why we didn't talk about it because I, I, I just, why I, do you I, just I over overlooked it. I was like, oh yeah, it's flat. It's simple um, because you you know you want the player in the hijack to come to the party, and you you don't want to um, knock them out by three betting and isolating yourself against a small blind who you know is probably playing somewhat appropriately. You, you want to have that player in the hijack involved in this pot post flop just. Mm. The king, your, your king jack suited is just going to make more money that way. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. I, I prefer the flat. 
Yeah, I think that's the main reason for flatting too. I think um, another small consideration is that the small blind's eye swing range here is not is much stronger than the you know the small blind RFI range. I don't think you know the small blind is going to ISO the the hijack fish limp with you know I don't know Ace Four offsuit or something like that. I assume so. I, I do think that the the small blind range the small blinds uh, ISO swing range here is, is is stronger than their their opening range, which which I think is a small reason to to also consider doing yeah, a little bit true. more flatting from the big blind. They're they're definitely going to have more of a complete range from the yeah. small blind when the hijack limps. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas um, I know that there are some like limp strats from the small blind versus big blind, but in general, people deploy an RFI there. Mm-hmm. But in this case, with the hijack limping in, um, they're just going to have a complete strat from the mm-hmm. small blind. So they're going to limp in themselves with probably you know their lower equity hands that they may have raised with if it folded around. So yeah, I, I think you're right that, you know, their ISO here is almost certainly stronger than the two bet. However, with that said, you know, King Jack suited is just like, it, it's still good enough to three bet if, if you so chose to. Mm-hmm. to sure. sure. Um, so we get a flop of King 10, eight, two clubs, King of hearts, 10, eight of clubs. There's 120 in the pot, three ways. The small blind bets half pot, multi-way. You flop uh, top pair with third kicker. Um, really not much of a decision here, huh? No. Uh, there, There is not much of a decision. Obviously, we're never folding and, and never raising. Um, but I do think that, you know, we should be... Like the small blind C bet here from a, from a reg is... Is pretty terrifying. meaningful, yeah. Especially when he bets half pot, right, out of position into two players on on a super wet board, you know, with the fish behind him. Like, I, I don't think this is. I, I have to imagine that this half pot C bet is very, very much equity driven, and it's not. It's not like range or or you know, I don't. I don't think he has very many low equity uh, C bets, particularly for the size, particularly when he's out of position versus two players, and especially when one of them is is very very loose. Um, yeah, like. Ace Queen Ace Jack, I think are the two hands that kind of come to mind that yeah. um they're probably not betting here half. Mm-hmm. Maybe if they have a club, or maybe if they have like ace queen ace jack of hearts. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't just be like dry gut shots without any right. kind of like blocker properties or anything. Like they they're gonna be selective here in the hands that they choose to bet with, which correct, correct. means that we need to be we need to take this bet serious. This is yep. you know you have King Jack, I'm already a little bit afraid. Like, uh, that's I'm exactly already, like yeah. <laughs> very tentative here and kind of hoping that the fish overcalls and then the turn the reg checks because yeah. that, that I think even then you're you're still unsettled. Because, like, do I want the fish to even overcall? Yeah. Like I'm not even sure. Like, do it can, can can we just keep this as simple as possible? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um so the turn is the seven of hearts and the reg checks, which oh my god. Is, yeah, it's pretty expected, though, I would imagine. Sure. Um, they're not betting aces. They're not betting ace-king. Like, when they do bet the turn, they're essentially repping, like, two pair plus, um, at least. So, would you just fold to a turn bet? I, I Okay, so, like, on a completely brick turn, like the deuce of spades turn, if you see bet, I think I would just fold. I... I I'd, I'd fold and like never tell anybody about it or like never yeah. show anyone the hand. Um, but I probably would just fold the turn on the seven where like I actually turn like, you know, some hope versus hands that are 
better than King Jack, I would not know what to do facing like a half another half pot bet on the turn. And 70. I think versus the big size, I would just I I'd probably just fold and, and again never show anybody. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm with you. I was uh, so happy that he checked that. I was like I cannot express my my happiness. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. Um and this also kind of goes back to you know the flop play of like if you have like two pair if you have a set or hands of that nature i i would i would not be super inclined to raise the flop like i, I wouldn't be in I, I wouldn't have probably a raising range on the flop with the fish to act behind even if i flop like bottom set or mid set mm-hmm. um for all of these reasons that we're talking about that even a hand as strong as king jack facing a 70 percent, you just want to pitch which kind of reflects how strong the small blinds bet on the flop is and how you want to have stronger hands in your range so that, you know, you can just defend downstream because if you don't keep stronger hands in your range and they keep betting, like you're, you're just not going to be able to defend anything. Right. Right. So you're basically, you're saying that if you, yeah, you raise your sets on the flop, then like, guess what? You're folding to every single turn C bet. Cause yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause you just don't, don't have those hands in your range anymore. Right. Right. Plus kind of same, similar principle applies that was in play pre-flop where you do you would like you know if you flop a set you're happy if the fish joins the party and like overcalls the flop too like that's mm-hmm. that's a totally reasonable outcome mm-hmm. um all right so 237 in the pot on the turn the board is king 10 8 7 with two clubs two hearts john has king jack of diamonds turn i imagine goes check check and the river is the ace of hearts so completes the backdoor flush completes ace queen ace jack the theme of this episode was whether or not a thin value bet i am really going to struggle to find a thin value bet here but we'll see what you do i think this is yeah i agree that this is you know now that we've like had our had our conversation about you know pre-flop flop and turd um I feel not as good about thin value betting this river. Um, I actually did though. <laughs> yeah, I see that. I see the the one third. You you have that bet out there. Um, I think I tanked like all the way down before like <laughs> betting one third on the river, which is pretty pretty rare rare thing to do before betting a third. But uh, yeah, I think I just like the downside of betting here just has to outweigh the upside. I didn't think I ever get raised or like rarely get raised, which was one. You know, one consideration. The, the real question here was like, do I ever get called by worse hands? Are there even worse hands that like play in this way? Does King Nine ISO pre and then bet the flop? You know, I I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you know, I'm also I don't, I don't know. Like, do does a hand like Jackson Queens ever see bet the flop and then call the river facing a third? I I don't know. Um, yeah, this, I don't know. But those hands are like those hands terrify me. If they have queens or jacks, like the hands that you're targeting to get called by are hands that like. Turn themselves into bluffs, like mm-hmm. facing this river third on yeah, especially like with a heart or something. They just yeah. Yeah. yeah I just yeah, think yeah. this is like this is asking for it. <laughs> I was I was definitely asking for it. Yeah, let's see if you what's, ask- wait, 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 what's really, really funny before you do the reveal is that this guy hanked down to like one second left in his time bank and and then called. With a better hand. <laughs> yeah it was king queen exactly <laughs> he was like he really didn't want to call it king queen 
He's like, what, what kind of idiot would put King Jack on this river? For what? No one would do that, right? Like, how can I call him King Queen? Yeah, I actually wonder if like. He's thinking about raising. No, 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 no. I don't think they're thinking about raising. I'm wondering, like, yeah, I don't know, John. I think that's like it's too thin. Uh, Okay, okay, all right. When they tank down to one second and call with a better hand, then well, yeah. Afterwards, I realized it was too thin. Yes, I know that, but like, I think even in in the context of just like our breakdown leading up to the river spot. I, I can imagine that you started feeling worse and worse about betting oh, the river. For sure. For, I, I mean, as soon as we started talking on the flop, I was like, I, I know what Brad's going to say on the river. Yeah, um, yeah. And also what's really funny is that as he was taking down to like one second, I was still very confident that he could have a better hand than mine. <laughs> like <laughs> I wasn't like, you know, as usually when people start taking down and you value bet the river, you're like, oh, please call, please call, please call. And here I was just like, I, I don't even know what I'm rooting for as he takes down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, days without incident. Wipe off the board, back down to zero. Let's see if we can get a half day coming at you after the break. In a world where a fish dog bets the flop, and you don't know what to do, one man Coach Brad Wilson. has a surefire plan to neutralize flop leads and rip that dunk to shreds. Available now. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com slash Nuffle. Rated R. All right. Welcome back from the break. Right now, we're going to be diving into the second hand. Looks like John has the hardest hand to play in all of No Limit Texas Hold'em. Are you sure you don't just like fold this pre um, when everybody folds around, John, these these tracks? <laughs> No, that's not the thing to do. You you're supposed to raise ten big blinds, mm. and then the big blind folds, and then you show you turn your hand face up, and then say something about this is the only way to play jacks. Yeah, yeah, and then everybody nods solemnly. Right, in right, agreement. right. They're like, yeah, you, you you did the right thing, Boyd. Buddy. <laughs> you did the right thing. Uh, so everybody folds a small blind. John has jacks. He opens to three x, and the big blind three bets. Uh oh! Now, now we're in dangerous territory here, facing a three bet blind versus blind. No, no, no! This is this is exactly what you want with jacks, actually. And like, this is not, 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 this is like kind of being semi-serious. Like, please lower the SPR. Like, help me lower the SPR so that like when I get to the river, I, I'm not like, you know, having a ridiculously tough decision with pocket jacks. So I'm actually happy to see the three bet, especially blind versus blind. I mean, of course jacks you are. Is, Jackson. By the way, I, I'm I'm being sarcastic. You know, Jax is the fourth best hand in this game, so you know you should be happy when you have Jax. Um, John four bets to two thirty, so he opened a thirty, three bet ninety, four bet to two thirty, and villain I assume just calls, and we see a flop. So four sixty in the pot. Uh, uh, there's actually a little bit of depth here. Villain has nine twenty seven behind. John's got him covered. Um, so SPR is around two. So ace, ace, 10 is the flop four bet pot here. Blind versus blind. I assume you're just going to bet. Yeah, just super simple. Four bet pot PFR strategy. Sure. All the tackle Tuesday listeners can guess what I'm going to do on the flop. He bets one quarter of the pot. So he bets 114 villain calls. Now there's 688 in the pot. 
Flop was ace-ace-10. Turn is a seven, putting up a backdoor flush draw. John has the jack of clubs, though, so blocks most of the backdoor flush draws that they would have here. Um, he checks, and villain checks behind. Now we have a deuce of hearts on the river. So ace-ace-10, seven, deuce. Um, this is a tricky spot. So I guess I'll ask you your thoughts here. <laughs> first um okay so <clears throat> i think when i check uh all the hands that i beat are going to check back uh minus minus some bluffs i guess sorry sorry all the all the hands that have showdown value that i beat are going to check back i think that when i check all the hands that are better than mine are going to bet the river i don't think he has hands like kings and queens because those just jam facing the four bet uh, i assume um i think like even like the strongest ace x like portion of his range probably doesn't exist like ace king so maybe the best hand the best you know trips hands he has are like ace queen and ace jack but i think even like you know a, even a hand like ace four suited is is going to find a value bet on the river um so yeah i'm i'm you know kind of like one of the things that i'm thinking about on the river is like oh if i'm going to like pay off every you know ace x value bet on the river with jacks Maybe that's a flawed assumption to begin with, but that's, you know, I was planning on check calling. Um, and I never get a bet from, uh, let's say, a hand like 10x or pocket nines or pocket eights. Um, you know, is, are there enough bluffs for, for me to justify checking here? Um, or should I think about like trying to take some of those 10x hands down with me, kind of as if I'm going to pay off all those ace x value bets with what every time I check? I think it's reasonable. Like, I think, you know, you kind of hit the nail on the head that um, they don't have, like, the ace-kings in their range. They have ace-queen, they have ace-jack. Uh, we have the ace-kings, we have tens full, we have ace-ten. Um, yeah, I just think that, like, we have all all the best hands, and based on the actions that they've taken, they've probably washed away some of their better hands so they're going to end up with a lot of 10x and some pocket pairs that are lower than the 10 like nines or eights um and so i think that like it, it does make sense to just go ahead and bet i would probably choose a bigger sizing here why not not like a third because i because like I, I don't think that you would want to split your range. And I think if you bet small, that it's very obvious that you're splitting. Like that you have like some hands that want to bet small and some hands that want to bet big. I would just use a size that like my value would use mm -hmm. uh, as well as my bluffs. And mm -hmm. so probably go like 60%-ish. Some, somewhere around there. I mean, you, you might could jam, but... That seems yeah. a bit much. No, that I, I bet exactly 60. Okay. Well, there you go. You did not bet at all. <laughs> Dude, I value bet the spot where you told me not to value bet, and I checked the spot where you're like, this is probably a really good value bet on. <laughs> Days without incident. Still zero. <laughs> Just stop the writing on the board. Stop it. Put, put the Sharpie down. We're still at zero. We, we, get, yeah. we get no half day here. Um, well, uh, congrats. I, I'm guessing that they just check back like nines or some kind of tin. Yeah, uh, the, the hand that he checked back, I just 
Yeah. I mean, that's gotta hurt. Oh my god, that's the equivalent of the guy kicking all the way down and then calling with king queen. It's like this yeah. is like the, the the other side of it. <laughs> yeah, they check back king ten, so they block kings, and they have strong second pair. And how quickly did they check back? I snap. <laughs> Not even a thought. Yeah. <laughs> makes me wonder about your your bluff catching plan. It makes <laughs> yeah, me think that 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 plan is. Well, well, if he snap checks back like queen jack or king queen or something like that, then like yeah, the bluff catching plan yeah, is. Yeah, that's good, true. That's true. The ten is like whatever you know. Yeah. Well, as I said, I prefer the sixty percent value bet. And yeah. I can't believe all these YouTube and podcast people learn poker from me. I guess they're learning poker from you. So. <laughs> It's a mix, you know? It's, it's a mix. Um, good show, man. Good stuff. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. See you next week. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Chasing Poker Greatness. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com to get the newsletter. Join the Greatness Village community. Book a coaching session or dive into the latest data-driven poker courses. Follow the show on Twitter at CPG Podcast.